We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hurricanes this week uh, have the week off from games. The players are in finals, but they've won four in a row. Uh, The latest victory, a nice win against Fordham on Sunday afternoon or Sunday morning in Brooklyn at Barclays Center. And joining us now, the head coach of of the University of Miami basketball team with 208 wins. Now, as the head coach of the University of Miami, Jim Laranega. Coach L, good evening. How are you tonight? Josie, I'm doing great. Glad to talk with you. Always always a pleasure, Coach. Uh, That was a good trip to Brooklyn. It was fast, a quick turnaround. But against a a different Fordham team, they went in 7-4 with a – a very veteran team, maybe a couple of couple of transfers as well, and uh, I thought your team played well. Yeah, the game of basketball has changed so dramatically, Joe, with the three-point shot. And it didn't start out that way. Uh, back in 1986, when the three-point shot came in, teams were taking five or six threes a game. Now in 2021, Fordham <laughs> took 38. Last, the two weeks before that, Villanova took 50 in a game. So, college basketball will never be the same. In many ways. uh, Not only the three ball, but the the transfers and all that stuff. Um, I thought your plan was really good against them. You talked to your team about playing defense uh, the night before, and I thought you had a a great line uh, in, in your talk, Coach. And so often on sports talk shows, you hear this, oh, did they make an adjustment at halftime? And it was funny because you told your team uh, the game against North Texas in Orlando, uh, they scored 40 points the first half. And then in the second half, you, your defense shut them down, and you said, what do we do at halftime? We didn't, we didn't practice at halftime. And really it came down, the adjustment was your players' effort and energy, and they were more connected. And I thought that was a beautiful way to describe it. Well, Joe, our, our players are listening very attentively, and they, they want to get better. But sometimes improving doesn't mean all of a sudden you become a better shooter or ball handler or a passer. It's really about your effort to, to execute the game plan. So, for example, uh, I told this to Sam Wardenberg after the game. Sam did not score a single point. But I told him, we couldn't win this game without you. All the things you do for us really help us win. And I listed some of those things to him. Not all of them, but some of them. I said to him, look, 
you're guarding a guy who went six for six from the field. And every time he caught the ball, he basically scored. What Sam did was he tried to keep him from catching the ball. Because if he had caught it 20 times, he likely would have scored 30 or 40 points. Mm -hmm. But Sam made his job very, very difficult to catch the ball near the basket where he does his most damage. So that was only one thing that Sam did. The the, uh, Fordham team shot a lot of threes, and the way they get them is they utilize ball screens. And when they use a ball screen, they do it to try to get your big guys to help. They draw the help, and then they kick it to the open man. And Sam was so good at helping and then recovering to the three-point shooter so that he couldn't get the shot or recovering to the roll man who couldn't get the layup because Sam's recovery was so quick. And that will never go down as a statistic. You will never see a stat that says, oh, he prevented the pass from being completed. But he did it so often and so well. And that was at the defensive end of the floor. Then you turn over to offense, and Sam did not score a point, but he handled the ball beautifully. He, he got it to the open man repeatedly. He set a ton of screens to get our guards open, and our guards took advantage anytime Sam's man switched on to them. So we did a statistic today, Joe, and we shared it with the team, that every time Sam's man switched on to a guard, we scored over 20 points on the switch and drew four fouls, which created uh, eight free throws, which we made them all. So in that particular case, Sam was basically responsible for helping us score 30 points without scoring a point himself. <laughs> How about that? Uh, also, uh, uh, there were some other key players in the game and some other key uh, key plays. I did want to mention kind of a sidebar. Anthony Walker went into that game and had not scored more than five points since FAMU. And uh, I thought he found his game a little bit, made a couple of tough shots, had a nice uh, turnaround, kind of a spin move in the lane, uh, hit the deck hard on one time, maybe a uh, bloody his nose a little bit, but I thought maybe it was one of his better performances of the year. Yeah, you know, one of, one of the things about Anthony is he's so acrobatic. And, Joe, when he goes to the basket, he spins or goes to his jump hook, he's, he's performing at a, at a very effective rate. His efficiency is outstanding. But we can't get him to get to the basket often enough. I'd love, I'd love for him to average, you know, 10, 12, 15 points a game. But he'd have to be more aggressive in his attack mode. Now, he's, he's uh, a very team-oriented person. He's a very low-key guy. He's a very nice young man off the court. And as, as he becomes more and more aggressive, he's going to earn more and more playing time and, and help us more and more down, down in the uh, trenches against the ACC teams. You, uh, you were down two at the half to Fordham. You came out in the second half and really, really took them to the cleaners, 16-2, to 18-2 run, something like that. Uh, wh- what happened uh, to allow you 
to to uh, make such a nice run to start the second half. Well, Joe, you know, you and I talk all the time about the game as a chess match. Yep. So what we told the players was that that Fordham was switching one through five, and we were getting their five man in a lot of ball screens because he was switching on to our guards and. We felt pretty comfortable in letting the players know that, you know, that that switching wasn't helping uh, Fordham. So they might switch and start. Um, instead of, of, of uh, switching, they, they might hedge the ball screen, meaning the big man doesn't come out on the shooter, and they just leave it up to the guard to guard their own man so there is no switch. And that's exactly what what uh, Fordham did, except they went under the ball screen. So they didn't switch. The man who was guarding the ball went under and Sam Wardenberg just re-screened him. So the guy was going under so far that, that uh, Cam Augusti and Isaiah Wong were able to get 15 foot jump shots. And you sure saw them make those time and time again, they both had great games. So, you know, every time Fordham changed its strategy, our guys were able to adjust, read the defense, and make some outstanding plays. And the guy who probably played the best and and, and uh, uh, won the player of, of the game was, was Charlie Moore. Because right. he was distributing the ball. He was rebounding the ball. He had seven rebounds as a point guard. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he made some key shots. He made a beautiful backdoor layup that uh, Bensley Joseph hit him on a backdoor cut, and he made the layup. So um, Charlie Moore had a, had a great game along with Isaiah and Cam and the great job that Sam did. And I haven't even mentioned uh, Jordan Miller, who was our leading rebounder with, with uh, nine rebounds and made the two big free throws at the end to solidify the win. Yeah, I want to touch on him in a moment. I'm going to put him uh, put him in the on-deck circle. Uh, I did want you to take our listeners through this. So they make a little bit of a run, Fordham does, get down to the final 245 of the game. Uh, your team is on offense. You call a timeout. You're always really good at this. You drop a play, San Antonio, and take us through uh, your thinking at this time because it, it, you come out of the timeout and it results in a backdoor easy layup for Mcgusty and then he gets fouled as well, and that pretty much brought the curtains down on the show. All right, so Joe, you you just told our listening audience and probably every ACC coach <laughs> what we call that play. <laughs> uh, let me change we it. It was Antonio it Banderas. What? <laughs> I'll change it. It was it was Antonio. Uh, San Antonio comes from the San Antonio Spurs. It's a play that Greg Popovich has run for many years. We stole it from him a few years back. <laughs> and and so uh, late in uh, the Penn State game, uh, we ran it and scored. Bill Courtney said, hey, let's run San Antonio. I'm not sure if we ran it against Clemson or not. I can't remember that. But then against Fordham, uh, Bill said to me, I said, we, we need to take a timeout and get organized in this last minute. And he said, well, what do you about? think about San Antonio again? And I said, yeah, perfect. And I told the players, look, at, uh, Cam's going to take the ball out of bounds. We're going to run him off the screens and then back cut him. Sam, you see if you can hit him on the cut. 
and they executed it to perfection. Uh, Cam got the layup and the foul and made the free throw, and that lead went from three to six and put us back in front. And I think there was only like 50 seconds left, Joe, at that time. I think it went under a minute after that play. Yeah, that that one definitely put him to sleep. Uh, it was it was uh, beautifully executed. Uh, Jordan Miller, you mentioned him. He had a nice game against Fordham. The game before that, he had, against Lipscomb, he had uh, 12 points, five steals, three blocks, seven rebounds. Yeah, I think Jordan is getting more and more comfortable, more and more confident, uh, really uh, likes playing with these guys, and, and he's like a jack of, jack of all trades. You know, he can hit an occasional three. He, he's a good offensive rebounder. He shares the ball effortlessly and, and sets some good screens. He does some good cutting. And what he's done for us most recently is played great defense on his man. Uh, he's, we've given him uh, the challenge of sometimes guarding the other team's leading scorer, and he's, he has stepped up several times uh, to, to stop somebody um, against, against uh, several teams. We switched him over to a big man, a 6'10 center, and he was able to keep the ball out of his hands. He did it against Clemson in our ACC victory uh, just two weeks ago. So uh, very, very happy with our two transfers, Charlie Moore doing a great job, Jordan Miller doing a great job, and those are the two upperclassmen we had transfer in, and you know that transfer portal is huge. Uh, it's also uh, today is National Signing Day in college football, so it's worth noting that in basketball for the University of Miami, you have three recruits uh, playing this year. Well, two playing this year, Wooga Poplar and Bensley Joseph. Uh, Ja'Kai Grant is uh, – Ja'Kai Robinson, uh, who's a 6'4 player from, from New York, also on the roster. And it's worth noting that in the early signing period in basketball, which was November, probably worth reminding our listeners that you signed four players – in the early signing period for next year. We're very, very happy uh, with those four young men who chose the University of Miami. They're all seniors in high school. These are not transfers. They'll come in as freshmen. Uh, the ESPN uh, ranks recruiting classes, and we are ranked in the top 20. I think we're 16th or 17th right now in the uh, the, the publications who rank um, recruiting classes. So we're happy about that. Um, and we're also very happy with our freshmen. Bensley Joseph is doing a, a really nice job. He's getting some quality minutes. Wilga Poplar is a, a real key player because he can really shoot the ball and score the ball. And then Ja'Kai Robinson right now uh, hasn't played yet because we are considering – redshirting him because uh, he's one of these guys that he's playing behind seniors like like uh, Cam McGusty and Charlie Moore. And so we're thinking, well, maybe we should just wait, let Charlie and Cam graduate, and then, then make uh, Ja'Kai eligible. So that's in discussion right now. Do you think because of uh, Cam McGusty as the uh... – uh, the extra year this season, 
Thankfully, he came back. He's a little bit older, 22 or 23. Um, when he goes, I would imagine, during the course of the season here in the ACC, he's going to be guarded by younger players. Will that be a physical advantage for him? Well, right, right now, the, the ACC rosters have changed dramatically since last season. There will be some young players, like, like Duke has some very good young guys in their lineup. So, yes, uh, Cam might be guarded by a younger player. Yeah, except the Duke, but they look like they're 40. <laughs> the, and, and, and if you use Duke as the example, but that guy's probably a lottery pick. Right, yeah. So you're not really going to gain much of an advantage with your age in the ACC right now. I, I think basically it comes down to the matchup. You know, for example, the other day, the guards who guarded our guards were very, very good. They, they took a charge on Isaiah Wong. They took a charge on Cam Augusti. And what we told the guys at timeouts Listen, with these guys switching, don't go against your own man. Get a bigger, slower guy on you. And so we did that. And there are a lot of teams that do switch a lot. So our strategy will be based on the strengths and weaknesses of our opponent, trying to find a player or two that's on the court that just doesn't defend as well. And then we'll try to take advantage of him. What do you think? Uh, have you been able to – draw any early conclusions or thoughts on where the ACC is right now? They've had, uh, there've been some games where teams have taken some lumps inside the league. Yeah. You know, I think again, with so many new players, the the chemistry might not be where it's going to be in another month. Uh, but you know, Notre Dame had a great win, uh, over, um, Kentucky Duke had a great win, over um, Gonzaga, and uh, you know we had a great win over over Penn State in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. So uh, you know there's going to be some upsets. There's going to be some great games. Uh, there was a big upset last night. You know Alabama, a top ten team, a team that we lost to, did not play very well at all and ended up losing to to uh, Memphis. Memphis. Yeah. And uh, the other night, I'm watching Wake Forest, who's gotten off to a fantastic start. They're like 10-1, and one, Joe. And they were behind by 18 to VMI, and that was at Wake Forest. They were able to bounce back and win the game, but uh, it just shows you, you know, teams uh, around the country have new personnel. And so when we played Fordham uh, – Two of their starters were transfer students that we had not known about. We knew them once they got there, but, you know, they weren't at Fordham a year ago. Yeah, I think uh, I watched that Alabama-Memphis game. Alabama, uh, they've t- they took on a lot in their schedule. They were in Orlando with us, then they went out to Gonzaga, and they went back to Alabama and they played Houston. The Gonzaga game, they led by 17 at the half. The Houston game was decided by, I think eventually it was just the, the shot block by Davidson there, high-flying five-star player, and then they ran to Memphis at Memphis, which has an ugly home court, by the way, the way they designed yeah, that no, court. I don't like that home court either. <laughs> well, here's, here's what I would say. A- Alabama had, had uh, really exhausted themselves uh, playing 
um, Gonzaga and Houston, and the Houston game ending, ended in controversy because the Houston players thought it was a goaltend when it really was not. Uh, but there was a lot of emotion. Was, the, the Alabama players, to me, seemed drained last night. They, they, they did not shoot the ball well from three, which is really their calling card. But I think you're going to see more and more upsets. Uh, there's, there's just so many good players out there and so many guys that are older in their fifth or sixth year that they're going to be able to, to hold their own against anybody. This week was uh, finals week. How do you use the time this week with your team taking finals? Well, the good part, our guys have done a good job academically all semester. Their schedules are predetermined, so they know what they were, and they know what they are going forward. Um, we, we practiced yesterday. We practiced today, just not as long. Guys, Some guys had to leave to get to a 5 o'clock exam, so they were out of there by 4. And then uh, tomorrow we'll go at 11 o'clock because nobody has exams in the morning, and then everybody will be done by the end of tomorrow. Uh, we're going to take Friday off and then start preparing for our game Monday against Stetson on Saturday. We'll practice Saturday, Sunday, and then and then play Monday. All right. Uh, that, so then, and that gets me to before we let you go. Uh, you got Stetson on Monday, and then the following week, ACC play starts. Well, continues. Uh, North Carolina State will be at the Wasco Center, and then New Year's Day. It's uh, New Year's Day night. 6 o'clock, Wake Forest. Uh, so a couple of big games at the Watsco Center, and hopefully people are getting more and more comfortable now going to games. You've won four in a row. Uh, this becomes an exciting time of the year for University of Miami basketball. Uh, it really is, Joe. We can have fans now uh, to the Watsco Center. Uh, our students have been turning out Category 5, our spirit group has, has really done a great job. Um, the the band has done a fantastic job. So I, I hope our, our community will get behind this team and come out to those ACC games. You know, there's no students on campus in, in uh, the end of December and early January. So we really need the hometown fans to come out and support the team and cheer for, for our Hurricanes. Um, you know, I, I uh, am excited about our football program. Uh, I sat with uh, Mario Cristobal uh, yesterday. He is a great guy. He's going to do a great job. Have you heard about how our football recruiting has gone today, Joe? Any any good signing? Oh yeah, they did a good job. Yeah, they uh, signed one of the uh, one of the top players in Dade County. They signed probably the top player, at least the top defensive player, perhaps in Broward County and uh, signed up another quarterback. So nine or ten signs today, high-level players. A um, couple of guys, as I mentioned, from Dade and Broward County, and then uh, a couple of from the state, uh, from around the state, went out of state for uh, a quarterback. Uh, got a nice wide receiver at six foot four from Tennessee, one of the top players from the state of Mississippi. So a really nice start to the Mar- Mario Cristobal era. And then, of course, in February, we have round two, plus uh, probably dipping into the transfer portal just a little bit. So a very good start today. Well, the way I look at things, Joe, now 
you know, I think attendance is so important for our men's basketball team but and, and our football team. You know, we'd like to get those season ticket numbers up. Buy your season tickets. Anybody who's listening, come out and support the Hurricanes. This is an exciting time. We have a new athletic director, a new football coach. We've got a, 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 the start of a new ACC basketball season in, in uh, late December, early January. Young kids who, who live in the community, come out uh, and, and cheer on the Hurricanes. This is a, a fun team to watch. It is a fun team, and they're starting to really uh, gel together. They get along with each other. A uh, lot of smiles on this team. I don't know who smiles more, Wooga Poplar or Charlie Moore. <laughs> they both smile a lot, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, Coach. Uh, appreciate it. I'll see you on Monday for Miami and Stetson. Okay, thanks, Joe. Okay, that's uh, University of Miami head coach Jim Laranega. Canes at home on Monday against Stetson. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.